Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends read romance novels, mostly selected by you, and do a deep dive each week. The giggling, tangents, and ensuing bits are all on us. This week, our Patreon shoutout goes out to Ushma P. Ushma, you are a descendant and acolyte of Euphrosyne, one of the three Greek charities, or graces. They were responsible for spreading joy and cheer throughout the world, and Euphrosyne in particular was the embodiment of beauty and grace. Ushma, you bring the same enthusiasm and mirth to any task you take on. Like the graces, you know that a smile and positive attitude can make any situation, no matter how serious, more palatable, and your outlook is a ray of sunshine to anyone you meet. Do you govern your entire life with frivolity, though? Absolutely not. Instead, you know that the best launching pad for any interaction is kindness, and you will offer others the benefit of the doubt as much as humanly possible. However, you're also not one to let opportunities pass you by in favor of passing fancies, nor will you be anyone's doormat. Instead, you see every occasion as an opportunity for betterment, whether it's for yourself or the world at large. Your big heart and sunny disposition give you great power for good. And now, we're taking a bit of a departure from our regular lineup to bring you our recap of a movie. We watched The Christmas Wedding Planner on Netflix, and boy, do we have feelings about it. This thing is a work of art no matter how you look at it. So, get your 12 coffees and lobster dinner ready, everyone. And let's hope that neither kill you. Hi, Erin. Hello, Melody. How are you? How are you? That's that's the question. You know what? Are you I'm... able to move your legs and arms? I just noticed you're wearing a winter coat I inside. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, uh, this is, we're recording this on December 9th. It's going to come out on Christmas Eve. So I am like two and a half weeks away from my due date and I am constantly tired, uh, and everything hurts because nature is the weirdest thing in the whole wide world. And instead of getting better at gestation after you've had one, your body just gets worse at it, which I think is stupid (laughs) like well is that is that true of everybody or yeah so I've heard it's incredibly common that um I mean don't get me wrong there are some women who just like love pregnancy every time all the time whatever or at least that's what they say out loud but my midwives and a lot of other women who've had multiple children have told me the first time you get pregnant a lot of times you don't feel when everything stretches because it's just like happening um, and you're <laughs> and you're distracted by other things. You're really excited about like you know the magic that's happening in in your body and all that nonsense. This time though, everything hurts when it stretches, and this has been happening throughout. I was like, why does the seam down the middle of my belly hurt? Oh, it's because no. that's what's happening no. right now. Like it's okay, coming okay. out of place. And now it's gotten to the point where I have so much pain below my belly button and like 
in my pelvis and on the interior of my thighs because we're getting down to D-Day and the relaxin hormone has kicked into super high gear. I love that it's called the relaxin hormone. I know, right? It sounds amazing, doesn't it? It <laughs> yes. sounds like you're just like on your way to a a Deathly Hollows concert. Nope. Nope. A uh, <laughs> Grateful <laughs> Dead concert. There we go. <laughs> I'd go to a Deathly Hallows concert. I don't know what it would be, but... I would, too. I would go to it. Yeah. I would definitely go to a Deathly Hallows concert. Yeah, it sounds like all of that, but really, it's just your whole body being like, you need to open up everything. Everything needs to open up. It's bullshit. I have trouble walking. It's dumb. So, what we were going to do is we were going to do the wedding date for December what 17th is that right yeah and then we were gonna do how the duke stole christmas for christmas eve yeah but now we're doing how the duke stole christmas for the 17th and we're doing this gem oh boy Aaron, the christmas wedding planner (laughs) nothing has brought me more joy this week than the four times that i watched the christmas (laughs) wedding planner Last time I checked in, you'd seen it three. Yeah, well, I decided to do a refresher this morning because one of the HBs, I I did not stay away from the threads this time, or at least I mostly didn't. One of the HBs was like, the worst part about this movie is the music and sound effects. And I was like, oh, I don't even notice those things. Like, I am the perfect viewer. Um, Nope. I've, I've it, got you fine because look at this. Yeah, I've got oh. notes. Oh, I've for got the first time of notes. ever in history, and my fifth note is the music and sound effects in this thing are the worst <laughs> part. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so I had that on lock. All right, perfect. I think yeah. I wrote that same note maybe ten times throughout the thing. I was just like, the music is the worst fucking part of this um, thing it, I don't, hands down i don't know what you guys are talking about because the attempt at face <laughs> acting is definitely the worst part not to mention that as the person that you know usually edits the podcast i felt really bad for the editors and like the director and everything because when we lag i can just cut those pauses right out and the listener never knows but with this thing their timing was always so slow and don't off. You think, and don't you think that's kind of on purpose, though? Here, maybe. Here's I, what I I, I have it. a disclaimer. I have a Christmas wedding planner Uh-oh. disclaimer. Here we go. In the way that I genuinely love romance novels, yeah. even though they are in like you know shit on by society. Sure. I genuinely love Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies even though they are shit on by society. I'm not saying they're the same thing. (laughs) But I have a genuine love because I feel like the Lifetime movies and the Hallmark movies have heart to them and they are authentically trying. You know what I mean? I don't watch Jingle Bell, which is one of the ones that I watched this year. Tatiana Ali. I don't watch that and think, oh, they're trying to make a bad movie. No, they're trying to make a good movie with soul and heart and all of those things. But that's what's goddamn remarkable about no. them. Because- I think this is my disclaimer. Oh. I think Netflix is trying to make bad movies to, in some ways, poke fun and kind of shit on the Christmas holiday. Oh, that's really? what I think. Like, yeah, I, I didn't think so when I watched The Christmas Prince or the Switch, the Switcheroo, the Princess Switcheroo. 
Yeah. Which is not the name of it, but you guys know what's up. Um, But I felt it when watching The Christmas Wedding Planner. I'm like, they are deliberately trying to make a crappy movie so that people will laugh at it and Uh it will create buzz and news and stuff. Because I can't imagine a situation where Netflix makes this movie and tried. (laughs) Is Netflix the one who did it? I don't don't think they are. Really? Yeah, I don't think they are. Uh, The production company is something, I mean, just amazing. Hold on. I have to find it. Because you can, I mean, maybe Netflix now has a deal with Hulu, but you can find this streaming on multiple platforms. This is not a Netflix original. Maybe that's not the case. But I was about halfway through this when I was like, you know what? I think they're shitting on, I think they're yucking on my yums. I think they're saying that, (laughs) you know, like... Netflix is like, oh, we're self-aware. We're in on this joke. And I want to be like, it's not a joke. (laughs) It's something (laughs) I love. (laughs) Okay. No, I hear you. I just, I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe at all. I just thought that, you know, they really, they really just missed every mark. (laughs) And that, that is something that I love. Every mark. Every single one. I am a fan of crappy movies. Um, The king of which is Killing Me Softly, starring Heather Graham and Joseph Fiennes. Oh, yeah. We still need to do a Patreon about it. It's my favorite movie, guys. It's an erotic thriller about a celebrity mountaineer, and it's incredible. It's incredible. It is. There are things done with silk scarves that just. No, you know what? The the silk scarves part of Uh that movie uh-huh. is one of the more normal parts of that movie like heather graham wearing a kimono for no reason <laughs> things that are done with flares in that movie um mm. the fact that she gets married in a full-length crocheted chunky crocheted slash knit wedding gown and then immediately <laughs> after the wedding just pulls it off from the seam all the way over her head and is completely naked underneath <laughs> Like, there are so many things. Like, Yeah, I can't wait to do a Patreon episode about that. Oh, God, I love that movie. Here's my thing. I love Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies in the way that I thought I used to love romance novels. Mm -hmm. It's not a genuine love, you guys. I'm sorry. It's not. (laughs) Like... I watched uh, The Spirit of Christmas this week, Mm -hmm. and it was too good a movie to be thoroughly enjoyable. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. I was like, oh, I enjoyed this viewing experience. But I wasn't sitting on my couch with like a platter of brownies cackling my face off, which (laughs) is what I want in a Christmas Hallmark movie experience. It depends on the movie. It really depends on the movie. Because like there was one that I kind of live blogged on the cult, not meaning to. I was just videotaping (laughs) clips, and then they just kept getting better and better. So I kept videotaping more and more of them. Where the hero had a painting, and like the, the story centered around this painting, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And I mean that what I said, because they clearly had to keep redoing this painting throughout production and they just got lazier and lazier the more <laughs> times they did it. Um, that one I enjoyed in an ironic way, but I have genuinely enjoyed, like, if there's a time travel element, I'm in for a genuine watch of a lifetime Christmas movie. If somebody's yeah. going to, if there are ghosts of Christmas present and past, I'm there for it. And that's an alarming number of them. No, totally. I mean, and and I like those too, but they never make my Hall of Fame in the way that Christmas <laughs> Wedding Planner Fair. 
<laughs> is going to make my Hall but of like, Fame. I, I watched the Holiday Calendar, which is another one of the Netflix ones, mm-hmm. and I genuinely enjoyed the Holiday Calendar. There was nothing to laugh at there. What? Every single yeah. character was irredeemable. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? We have to do a Patreon episode about Holiday Calendar because what I have things about? to say. Nobody I genuinely did. enjoyed it. Every single person in that movie is awful. The the like the I'm one not saying person, it's a perfect movie. No, the one was person good. you're supposed to root for is so terrible. What? Is, why? She is awful. I can't even. I'm not going to give it away now. Okay, but all right, I'll, you'll all right. get all. We're of doing my this movie. We're doing opinions. Okay. We're doing the Christmas wedding can planner. I, wait, can I just say that the, I need to give a big shout out to Brain Power Studios who brought us. The Christmas wedding planner. All right. Maybe Netflix just bought it. I, yeah. I take back my disclaimer if that's not the case. Not I thought they brain... were trolling us. No, I'm not saying Brain Power Studios isn't trolling us. I'm just saying that Netflix is not. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have Kelsey and Connor, the two people who have never been less suited for their professions than anybody on the face of the planet. All right. So it starts off with this... Um, with this sweeping monologue about how Kelsey has the best job in the whole wide world and starry-eyed couples come to her because they just she want to She doesn't even make... have this job. She's she planning ha- her first fucking wedding. Thank you. This is her first wedding. Thank you. No this couples not a have job come to you. She has zero couples because the first wedding <laughs> you're planning is your cousin. And by the way, I had to rewind roughly 15 times to figure out the relationship between Kelsey and and Emily. I was trying to watch this thing while folding clothes and I was like, sisters? No, best friends. No, cousins? No, sisters. No, best friends. And I had to go back to the beginning and you guys know how much I hate this. <laughs> to that opening monologue to hear her say, she's my cousin, but she's more, she's the closest thing I have to a sister and more like a best friend. And I'm like, Which, okay, so all three. So all three. But also, none of that is true and we'll get to that too. The only no, thing that's true about that, that is, is they a literally have never met. Like they <laughs> yes. know zero things about each other. Yes. Nothing. Like I don't think these two. They're supposed to be sisters, best friends, and cousins. I don't think at any point in the movie they make eye contact. Not to mention that I don't think they've spoken in the past twelve years or ever. Because because Kelsey has no idea about key details. Anything. Anything. Of her personality, of her history, <laughs> of her preferences, like nothing. No, it is nothing. so good. Okay. So she's at a coffee shop. She's running late to a party that she's throwing. First. Okay, wait. Also, no, wait. wait. First. Yeah. No. The camera zeroes in on a beautiful blonde lady walking Ooh. during this this monologue. She's so glamorous. And then she is. She's a glamorous blonde who's walking. I love your coffee mug. says frack on it. Anyway, she's walking. Then a brunette who's also very beautiful and very glamorous bumps into this blonde and like drops all her shit. I don't remember what she drops. A bunch of stuff. Nobody cares. And then she's like, that's not me. That's me. The clumsy one. Uh (laughs) That's me. And I'm like, "Uh, it's the same thing with brown hair. Yeah, the hot but mess okay. over there, quote unquote, that looks yeah. totally put together and great. The most beautiful, shiningest <laughs> hair, the most flawless makeup. She has, it's everything about her is quaffed. All right. Perfect. So. All right. So she's okay, at a coffee let's, shop. Let's do a quick setup beforehand because this is crucial in my humble opinion. She's supposed to be uh, throwing a Christmas Eve wedding for her mm-hmm. cousin, sister, best friend. Mm-hmm. 
and and we're her, like maybe two three weeks out i would say we, i think we're about a week and a half out no which makes no that, sense i'm just me. ripping up these notes that makes it so much worse than i thought yes, that it was i think it's like a week and a half out which which makes don't do it <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> done okay all right so she gets a text from her aunt and the text says you're late just because we're family doesn't mean i don't expect your full attention on this wedding which i'm like yeah obvi it's her first job don't you think and it is a job and apparently the the whole family's like super duper rich this is the wedding of the century or whatever that she's planning there's like press involved Right. I guess. I guess. So, <laughs> so Crispin, yeah. Wait, what is it? Weddingsdejour.com? Is no, maybe that's not real. I missed that. Yo, I missed that. It. Christmas Weddingsdejour.com? This is why I watched this beautiful, beautiful experience four times. No. Count them. Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, All okay, right. so she bumps in to a handsome man. And uh, I mean, sure, okay, a quote unquote we'll handsome, handsome man. Yeah, I he's will. got a lot of face. He's got a lot There's of brow. There's a lot of face. A lot yeah, of brow a lot of happening. I, you know what? I like a lot of brow. <laughs> you do. I like a David Boreanaz. However, just <laughs> a lot of a very malleable, very expressive face <laughs> that did a lot of very unattractive things throughout this whole film <laughs> that I just could not get behind. I'm like, just just look at her without like mugging. If you could right. just not be like pulling faces the whole time. <laughs> I felt nothing for this man. Zero things. No, me neither. So they bump into each other. And then she's like, oh, this is a distraction. I must stay away from distractions because I have a week and a half to plan the wedding of the century, which I haven't started yet. Okay, good. Fair. Get his number calm in two weeks. I don't understand. Right. So she's like, oh, you can go ahead of me, even though she is late to a party she is throwing. Yeah. Apparently. Fine. Which is what? An engagement party a week before the wedding? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is what makes no sense. <laughs> Even like two or three weeks doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because isn't the point no. of an engagement party to like do it right after you get it? Maybe. That's my question. My question is, did they get engaged three weeks ago and they decided that Christmas Eve was it? But we don't get any of that backstory. No. Nobody cares backstory. about these rich bucks. <laughs> backstory. <laughs> Okay. We don't even have story. We don't. Let alone we, backstory. We do not have story. Okay. Okay. So he gets up to the counter and this is honestly an unanswered question that I need us to brainstorm about. Who Ready. is he buying all <laughs> of these <laughs> coffees for? So she, he gets up to the counter and he gets like 15 coffees, 15, a bunch of pastries. Uh, yeah. Tons of muffins and then one blueberry scone. One the blueberry scone. You guys, this coffee shop is has the best blueberry scones in, in Mapletown, Christmasville. Yes. That have ever been made. Have you ever heard of a famous blueberry scone ever? Not. Never. This took me back to whatever what what was the what was the one where she threw all the scones? It was this it was the one with the farmer oh, and God. the eggs. Yeah, the eggs. What and the was farmer. that? It was Nobody like knows. fall after we fall. Yeah, that's the problem, is the title had nothing to do with the book whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that one had something like they the the coffee shops renamed all their scones to be heiress pissed uh-huh. off heiresses or whatever. I'm like, who? <laughs> what? What is this world people live in where scones are famous? 
I need know. to know. I, I need to know, know what state this is. Connecticut? Probably. I mean, and I am a person who used to love a blueberry scone, but I've I never had a I famous do lo- one. I love a blueberry scone. No, but it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a you staple. Know there was a scone that was oh. an important scone to me. Tell me everything. Are you, bing, boom, bong. Oh. Pastries with Aaron. Yeah. Important culture, scones. Culture pastries. I'm about to culture put some people time. on blast. All right. <laughs> There is a fried chicken place in Anchorage that is an institution called Uh the Lucky Wishbone. Okay. And it makes the best fried chicken in the world. The world. um, And pretty good hamburgers. And they have been there since before Alaska was a state, since World War II. And there were homesteaders that opened this place. Like, very classic, great story. Institution. All right? Yes. And then a new local bakery paired with them. Like a like an organic sort of like rustic bakery. Pair sure, with they're them. they're trying to update a little bit, update mm-hmm. the institution. Sure, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. To no, they're they're their own thing. They're their own thing. It's just they. So they decided this bakery that they're going to get the chicken at the end of the day that's unsold, and they're going to make lucky wish scones with the fried chicken in them and honey. Oh. It was the best thing that I had ever eaten in my wow. life. One day a week, and they would sell out every day, and you had to get there early. And then they discontinued the Lucky Wish scones <gasps> because they decided to make their bakery entirely organic, and that chicken was the only thing that wasn't organic. <gasps> How dare you? Make an exception. <laughs> You've got something working here. Abandon your principles. Yes. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> or just, like, get some organic chicken. Yeah. yeah. Hand like, it to them and be like, can you make us some fried chicken with this organic chicken? And yeah. then make me my goddamn lucky wish scone. Think outside make the box. The scones. Is yeah, all I'm I saying. Just, yeah. I, How yes. dare they? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, I boycott them forever. Yeah. HBs this, never go there. But this scone is just a regular blueberry scone. It's just a blueberry scone. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, all right. So he, he gets all this stuff. She's frustrated because she was just going to get a coffee and a scone, blueberry scone. I think just the scone. She wasn't even there for coffee. God, what a moron. Also, why wasn't she there two hours early? Why didn't she pre-order the scone? Why didn't (laughs) I? I have a question for everyone. This is a brunch party, which like Mm -hmm. brunch engagement party. Sure. Why Um, didn't she have the place cater the brunch party with the scones? Yeah, I would. I would ask. Okay, so she gets up to the counter. And she's like, I need that blueberry scone. And the guy is like, he no more scones, no more scones. And he identifies the hero as a sexy man for her. Did you (laughs) you remember that? I don't remember that. He says he says the phrase, oh, no, I sold the last one to that handsome gentleman over there. (laughs) (laughs) And then it clips probably to his face and he's going, Am I handsome? <laughs> like, oh, God, just the mugging. Okay. All right. So then she's like, I am a fierce warrior. And her fierce oh, warrior no, literally, theme she comes says on. This. Yeah, she yeah. literally I Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That is not me making a funny. And then her fierce warrior theme comes on, which I noticed on my fourth viewing. Yes. 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 There uh-huh. is a theme. Yes. It's very, um, it's very sort of bullfighter, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. Because yes. this is the lily whitest movie. Like, they got some token people in there, but they don't actually say, get no, names. They've got, no, they don't have names. 
horrifying. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get we there. We will. We will. She walks over and she's like, I need that scone. I will give you $7 and a mystery gift card and I need it right now. And he's like, no, 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 no. First, she says, I'll pay you for the scone. He says, no. Then she says, I'll pay you triple for the scone. Triple scone worth. And then Uh he says, no. And then she says, okay. moment? Yes. She's (laughs) bing, boom, bong, bear claw moments with Aaron. She, then, so second, she offers triple. Third, she says, okay, I'll give you everything in my wallet, which is $7 and a gift card. Yeah. Honey. A scone times three is more than $7. Yes. 100%. (laughs) One hundred percent. So of course he turns down the third offer because she's bad at negotiating. Right. She's, well, she's bad at uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> All right. So he's like, gotta go, gotta jet, see you never. And then she. Now let's review everyone. This is one of this is the most important event of her career thus far because it is her first one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a party she is throwing, and mm-hmm. she's late. And mm-hmm. she's also, she doesn't have her suck-up scone. Because we find out no. later it was for her aunt. Right. So but then... May I, may I yeah. interject? She yeah. shows up this party, not in a raw silk butter scotch no. colored suit. However, from the coffee shop to the party, she has tied around her neck like a weird strip of sheer ribbon in a was bow. There, was that not there before? She wasn't no. a Christmas present at the coffee shop? I don't believe so. I didn't rewind it, but I remembered when she walked into the party, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, she's got a little holiday choker on. But it's not, it's not like, it's not pretty. It's like you took it off of a gift wrapped (laughs) box and then you just tied it around your neck. It's like what you wear at Christmas Eve because it was on your present. Ha ha ha. That's what she wore to this thing. Right. So her employer, who is also Mm -hmm. the aunt she's terrified of, has already raised her also raised her (laughs) has already berated her via text message right now this added ribbon situation is hilarious to me because i was already going to point out that the party she is in fact already late for we then watch her saunter up the stairs in the most casual way possible stand Mm -hmm. in front of the front door in order to text a mystery person about how she's fucking up her whole life and this text, this stream of texts, mm-hmm. is an email that takes no less than 45 seconds. And it's all about how she's ruining her life, how she's going to buy cats, and she's going to spend the rest of her life purchasing late night items on TV. Which mm-hmm. also, like, the level of privilege in this movie, because she's fucking Very up high. her work job. Yeah. How is she going to afford all of the QVC items is my question. What yeah. is she going to be feeding the cats? Getting a lot of cats and like buying things from QVC is a symptom of loneliness, not poverty, which I feel like this movie um, confused. It's amazing. And then apparently she also had time to tie a little ribbon around her neck. It's so mm, great. That might have been it. I don't know. If she had it on at the coffee shop, I didn't notice, but I definitely noticed I when she care. walked into this That's party. That's Bible in looked- my brain now. Okay, good. Yeah. That's canon. That's Christmas wedding planner canon. That's correct. So then. All right. The party happens. She walks in. We meet the gorgeous, rich, kind. My God. (laughs) 
This aunt, you guys, has the weirdest shit on her head every time we see her. Every time. She's this a Muffy. first time is Another just like a we weird black blob with like some feathers on it. But she's also wearing like a sleeveless thing. Like nothing about her says Christmas party. It's very weird. And also like nothing also, about her said wealthy to me either. And nothing about her said morning Christmas party. Oh, remember, yeah. I didn't even think a, about that. It's morning time. Event. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, though, guys, because Emily is wearing a crown. She will mm-hmm. be wearing a crown in 75% the time. of the scenes yeah. we we meet her in. I okay. feel like if originally Emily was a princess and then this was redubbed to be something different because she <laughs> wore a tiara in every she scene. She did. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she and her mom love a headband. And her mm-hmm. mom's usually has some sort of inappropriate fascinator situation. And hers are Horrible. usually crowns. So she tells her to introduce her because she wants to make an entrance and then we also find out that we have this scene with the aunt where the aunt is like you're fucking up everything but don't worry i brought press so impress mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. your your business will be great impress pr- is so christmas good. weddings du jour i think it's biz. just weddings du jour.com or something all right that, that really is a little like bit better christmas weddings <laughs> Dejour.biz. <laughs> biz. If we're going to do this, it's going to be dot vodka. All right. <laughs> okay. All okay, right. So, she, so then, this is where she describes her as the closest thing she's ever had to a sister. And they like barely greet each other. Like the coldest. Like, so I don't funny. even know if they do greet each other. It's very cold between the two of them. Yeah. And then the aunt is like, don't worry. Somebody else brought a scone. And also the scone bringer is the biggest threat to your business that it is has so ever weird. happened. He is over there talking to Emily the princess. He's also not holding any coffee. Here's no. what I'm wondering. Who was the coffee for? Who was okay, the wait. coffee for? Here, here's my theory. Can I tell you what my theory is? That it's is, gonna be smarter than the movie. I'll tell you that. He did. He is just a good enough private investigator to no. know that Kelsey will have fucked up the catering. So he decided to cater it. On <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. He brought 12 so coffees to a catered party and also a lot of muffins and stuff. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And he doesn't Maybe have he's... a team. No, there's no team of techies in the back of his van. Because, oh, don't no. worry, guys. He has a van. He has a kid private van. investigator van. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think he, uh, knowing this guy, I think he may have bought all that stuff just to piss her off and then like dumped it in the snow outside and was like, ha, 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 I made her wait 10 minutes. Yeah. It's so true. That's my theory. All right. So the biggest threat ever, because this dude is the bride's ex, the ex of no, the ages. Okay. I can't. I have to. So he's talking to Emily and then Kelsey is talking with her aunt and yeah. Kelsey's like, who is that guy? And the aunt's like. He might be here to ruin the wedding. He might be here to destroy our family fortune. He might Uh be the biggest threat to your business that there's ever been. It's the weirdest, most cryptic thing that's ever been. And Kelsey asks for no follow-up on that. Like, suddenly it just becomes very dark and is like, oh, that man? He may destroy all of our happiness and take all of our money. And Kelsey (laughs) doesn't say, what now? What? Wait, explain that. I don't understand Pardon? what you're talking about. How might she, she, he ruined the wedding? I don't understand. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, he, he's Emily's ex. 
And instead of like asking for any questions or anything, she just storms up to them. Well, super weird. I figured. So at this point in the movie, I was like, oh, okay. She knows this X. This X is something that she has a reference point for. She has seen an old picture and she didn't like she couldn't update his his face in her brain. Maybe Mm -hmm. she, you know, knows the full story. I was giving this character so much credit. She has no idea who the one man is that broke broke Emily's Emily's heart heart. in the worst possible way. Yeah. Because they've been BFF since childhood. So it's not even like, oh, this was before she knew her or whatever. They lived together while her mom was sick. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. All right. Then she her fierce warrior music comes on again and she stomps Mm -hmm. up to Connor and she's like, you need to go because you are here to ruin everything. And he goes, you don't have to worry about anything with Emily and I, but I can't say that the wedding won't be ruined. And then so weird and cryptic. I know. And then he just fucks off. He just bounces. Uh, It made me think like by the end when we know all. Yeah. Um. Okay. so. What happened was he basically ghosted her at some point during the relationship. Just yeah. all of a sudden left. And she had no explanation, no reason for it, broke her heart. Then sometime afterwards, he came back into her life and they became friends. And now he's her friend that she actually invited to her engagement party. Right. Sure. Don't you think she got an explanation from him to become her friend? Oh, apparently not. No, apparently not, because no, no one in this also, family knows why he ghosted her. So she was just like, you know what? I forgive you. I don't need to know why you left. No, that's <laughs> not possible. That's not that's how not humans how, work. What? That's not how interpersonal relationships generally no, function, Aaron? No, apparently they're best friends now, but they have not talked about the reason <laughs> they stopped being the love of each other's life. Yeah, yeah. So Kelsey runs after him and jumps into his car, which I thought was actually a pretty baller move. Um, yeah. And the and the look, like the casual mugging that he was doing right oh before she jumped in oh was my so God. hilarious. Aaron. When these characters try to look casual, <laughs> it is the weird, they do the weirdest things. It's None so of them good. have any idea what to do with their hands at he's any like, moment. I think he's like shaping an eyebrow or something with his index finger. Like it is so good. That's why I thought we were being trolled because... A lot of these characters are doing like very classic bad high school play moves. I felt mm. like throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, they've, this has got to be on purpose because no, it's, it felt so genuine in my heart. It's like when it comedians <laughs> make it fun did. of high, bad high school theater. Okay. I, All I right. Don't, I can't give these people that much credit. I can't do it. All right. So it's he's so like, good. <laughs> he's like, okay. I'm a private investigator. Yeah. And I'm investigating the fiance of Emily. Dun, dun, dun. For reasons. And doesn't really say, he's like, maybe he's not so innocent as you think. I'm like, what? Maybe he's not such a a good guy. Does the family not know that he's a private investigator or do they? Because they do, but Emily doesn't. But I don't. Emily knows literally nothing about him. He showed up one day. Emily knows literally nothing. Nothing. Boop. Nothing. Period. Nothing. So, she knows tiaras. She knows which wedding dress she wants she to wear. Does. That's Period. literally it. The end. Later on, she makes the declaration that she likes lemon cakes. 
Like these are these are the decisions that Emily is capable. Everybody of, likes apparently. lemon cakes. I'm sorry, <laughs> HBs. If you don't like lemon cakes, send us an email. Zero emails. We're never going to get one. <laughs> Everyone likes lemon cakes. Okay, so he's like, so uh, Kelsey says, all right, who hired you? And he goes, PI code of conduct. I can't tell you that. That's not a. And thing. then he That's mugs again. <laughs> Oh yeah, everyone is super weird. And she pauses during this conversation to send another text to her mystery person that is roughly five thousand words. Does she? I think so. Or it's right after this. It's it's afterwards. No, the thing she does during this this interaction is amazing, um, because she tells him he's out of luck, Bucko. And then her inner monologue literally says, tell me I didn't just say bucko. And during that, act, I mean, I said that too fast. During that, during that, mm, let's say 15 second phrase, mm-hmm. she is, she, hold on, what are my notes? It says, the actress actually pauses her speech to fully shifty eyed dog, do a complete 360 <laughs> eye roll and visibly cringe. Like yes. those things happen in succession on yes. her face yes. while the inner monologue is going. And it is the most beautiful thing I yes. have ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and, and meanwhile, the dude does not react to this no. weirdness at all. He no. acts like this is the most normal thing that anybody's ever done in front I of him. I think it's possible. These it's two amazing. have so little reaction to each other and yeah. so little chemistry with each other. They were other. never in the same room. I think it's possible they were never in the same room I and they were so just too. superimposed in. Yeah. I, I think, think that's possible. That the two actors couldn't stand each other and and beautiful, beautiful Brain Power Studios was like, well, we have to have them so they will never be in the same room. I'm into it. All right. So then he's like, you should help me because if you want to save this wedding, then you should be there to protect it. Like basically he invites her to sabotage his PI work without realizing and without her realizing that that's an opportunity she could have right now. Right. <laughs> like right. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Okay. So then she's like, I'm not helping you ruin this wedding. This is my ticket to the big times. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she flounces off. And after she flounces off, um, and then he goes, my home base is this restaurant called George's. So you can find me there anytime. Anytime. Literally, Literally anytime. He uh, lives at George's. At George's. Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't go other places, which I thought no. a PI would do. Yes. But apparently not. Okay, so then the next scene, you guys, is the wedding dress fitting. And it's not even the fitting. A week? No, she's got to pick one. She's picking a week before a wedding dress. The wedding on Christmas. I don't know <laughs> I just, how this works. Because I feel like a Christmas wedding, you would have to do even more in advance than a regular wedding. Because people, you know, like... Like take off work? Take off work and stuff. Or something? Yeah, and go yeah. out of town. Yeah, they celebrate with their families. Yeah, no, like no, my, not my wedding planner. Currently out of town for the month. That's what <laughs> happens. Like people spend time with their families, not in in Maryville Christmas Maple Town. Where are they? Do do they say where they are? They're in Maryville Christmas town? Maple Town. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. I just thought. Okay, obviously. Okay, okay. wait. But Aaron, did the you clock? No, no. Before oh. the bridesmaids. I'm sorry. Okay. Did you clock the abomination in the corner? What? Was oh it? my god, there is a set piece in this scene that I literally peed myself a little bit. And like the baby had moved you're too. You're pretty, yeah, you're but pretty like, pregnant. 
but I laughed so hard that I peed. Okay. It is this like mannequin. It's like this frame, this gold frame <laughs> mannequin situation. And then it's draped with blue fabric. No. It's got gold wings on it. It's no. like a cherub angel Victoria's Secret all meshed together in one set piece Christmas decor in this supposedly high end <laughs> wedding dress boutique i will post pictures it is oh good incredible. i'm glad because i missed it it sounds like oh. what the heroine annabelle and match me if you can had in her bedroom only less creepy yes because she had yes. a mannequin just draped in old lady lace to remember her grandmother by yeah, <laughs> this is both innocent and super sexy you know what i'm saying no, no. <laughs> This is like nativity meets Victoria's oh my God. Secret. There's it's everything you want worse for than Christmas. Innocent and super sexy. There's nothing <laughs> worse. Oh. Okay. So now we meet the bridesmaids who never get names. Their names oh are God. Jealous, bitter? bitter, and Clumsy. All right. So, cl- okay. So at first we meet, I think, Jealous. Yes. And she's jealous. Bitter one comes in. Bitter one had a divorce. Then. Right clumsy one trips into the room and spills her coffee and is like i'm so sorry she has um, icing on her hands when she, when she <laughs> shakes their hands she literally says oh my god i'm so sorry that's icing i had a cupcake in the car uh-huh it's uh, incredible okay okay so jealous and the uh, the clumsy one they are women of color and that is yeah, the it. end of all diversity in the movie that is your POC but can representation. I just say about the clumsy one? <laughs> She's uh-huh. never clumsy again. That is it. Period. Never again. Yeah, in this is one she scene, clumsy. she's clumsy two times. She also yes. throws cookies on another, which is right. the most staged, hilarious, not accident that's but ever she's happened. In the background of many scenes from here right? on out, like we have like a party beforehand and I know she could have been tripping all over the place or I like know. falling into things in the background. Nope, not the the clumsy bridesmaid guys makes it down the aisle without a fucking hitch. Just fine. Like, wearing heels. Like why? Why? introduce her as the clumsy bridesmaid <laughs> and then have her totally polished and put together for the entire it's like they forgot they did they forgot yeah yeah no it's it's so good okay and when we so, say they don't get names i mean if you look up the imdb for this movie her no name names. is clumsy bridesmaid yeah so it's incredible this is where i got really confused about the family tree which doesn't actually matter i just want it noted for the record that i don't know how these people are um related i think i get it i think i get it so i'm here for you maybe maybe i don't think you do i don't feel like okay. you do because <laughs> okay. right. i don't think they know but i All have right. utter faith in you okay. i'm just saying that this is the wilson dress both of their last names are wilson which <laughs> in this incredibly um in this incredibly like upper crust sort of patriarchal situation nobody's keeping their their maiden names you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that they are, in fact, um, related through Emily's dad, who is right, now yeah. deceased. Sure. Why is it then important for her mom, now that the dad is dead, why is it important to the mom that she wear this Wilson dress from a family she doesn't belong to? Why is that? See, I just I just assumed why that would the she aunt have worn. No, no. 
why would she have worn the Wilson dress when it is not her family? She's marrying into this family. Right. It's That's not what her I was mother's. thinking. Really? Do people do that? HB's email us. No, I, I don't know I don't, anything about listen, I don't know that people do anything that happens in this movie. <laughs> like literally nothing. I don't think people walk like that. I don't think uh-huh. people talk to each Fair. other in this way. However, Fair. I can see as I cannot believe I'm defending this movie. I can see a situation <laughs> where a woman marries into a very certain type of family okay. and wants yeah. to, is important for her to wear the dress and for the family to be like you can wear the dress you know i do see that yes in like a crazy rich asians way you know maybe but also later on when we know all yeah we find out that her mom like they move in when her mom is sick and the the uncle is the one who thought it was a total imposition and the aunt is the one who wanted them there which seems much more unlikely if they are yeah. not actually related. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know, I don't know how they're... I don't related, know. But they are cousins. All right. So, um, there is a traditional wedding dress. Then yes. she's like, but I want to wear this high-low... I would like to wear the most brocaded. beautiful dress I've ever seen. The most modernist. <laughs> the most fashion-forward party in the front train in the back <laughs> it's strapless, uh, upholstery but then, it, yes, but then there's upholstery. a shrug it, it really does look but like it's not a shrug it is That's a shrug no is it is it really because i thought a shrug had to cover your shoulders this thing is literally <laughs> just the the width of a ferret <laughs> over their neck and then their whole back is exposed yeah on yeah. every single one. Yeah. It's I don't amazing. know. It's amazing. It's this fur thing that mm-hmm. is supposed to be a shrug, but shows your shoulder blades in a winter wedding. Again, is just that the, how that the high-low component of this thing was just <laughs> all I could see. And the material, the fabric the used upholstery. was so thick. It was the it thickest was. curtain material there's ever been. And so stiff and mm-hmm. so shiny. It was a lot. It was a lot. And so she wants to wear this dress. So then Kelsey has to text, I don't know, the aunt or somebody yes, aunt. and say, we're going to keep the other one as a backup just in case, but we're going to wear this dress. Yeah. And the aunt isn't pissed at all, which is crazy. No. Um, oh, this is also where Jealous Bridemaid becomes um, handy because she tell- she apparently knows the whole story of Connor and Emily uh-huh. in a way yes. that her sister and best friend never knew. has no idea no she all the bridesmaids the know phrase, about it yeah and she literally says the phrase oh my god poor emily i had no mm-hmm. idea yeah it's so good okay all right so then the fiance shows up and it is fiance weird, not cute not cute a not cute b Mm-mm. incredibly smarmy he literally goes aw when he's giving them <laughs> presents <laughs> When he walks around, there's like music that's like, no, like hi hat. Yes, I heard it twice. Oh my god! Like a weird little slime monster theme. Like a little, like a little bit, like a sneaky one. But it's not every time. 
Oh, I like just it. like a little bit of like. Oh, I like it. I can't I like do it, it, you guys. I can't do music very good. You will. You sorry, an cut that. Musician. I'm not I, good at humming it's things. Not gonna happen. So it's weird because he's like, I just want to, I just want to keep my girls happy. It's oh like, God, it's so in match creepy. Me if you can. Yeah, it's like in Match Me If You Can when one of them is like, "Can I borrow your husband for the night?" Yeah. I mean, even the whole. I got to keep my girl happy is gets it. It can toe the line really easily. But anyway, so Kelsey gets a call from the photographer. No, the caterer. No, it's photographer. No, it's I've written on my talk about lobsters. It's photographer. No, it's not. (laughs) It is the caterer because that becomes important when Joey Fatone comes onto the screen. All right. Fine. Okay. All right. Fine. Four times. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. HBs, this is Aaron. I really think it's the photographer because I wrote down <laughs> photographer quit. Don't tell. Then nobody. what do they talk about? Tell me. I don't. What's photograph. the content of their conversation? Photo photography. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, are they photographing about, lobsters? They're just like lenses and they're like um, <laughs> flash bulbs. And they're, she's just like, what happened? Do you have enough? What did, they, what did they talk about shipping in, Aaron? They t- mostly uh, <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> so the caterer calls and she's like, all right, Marco, let me know. <laughs> Is it going to kill me to fly in these lobsters? <laughs> because she is talking to Marco, the caterer. And then she finds out. Have you not heard of the new Nikon Lobster? (laughs) It's the hottest (laughs) camera of the season. (laughs) Okay. She finds out that the caterer and his wife are breaking up and that he has to pull out of the wedding a week before it happens. She's also still discussing the menu with the caterer a week before the wedding, which Uh is like, what? Yeah. Okay. I don't so even while have a traditional wedding, and none of this makes sense to me. While she's talking to the caterer, she sees through a crack in the door, groom oh. guy, whose name I don't remember, <laughs> is talking to dress boutique lady. And he's like, sexy oh, ha, 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 ha. And she's very sexy, you guys. And he's like touching yeah. her hair. And he's like, oh, no, no. He's and they're like, in yeah. her ear. And he's then writing um, things in her book. Yeah, during the conversation, Kelsey loudly yells, you're cheating! Which, A, he doesn't hear, and no. then B, he she has to talk to the caterer about how, like, they made a deal, so him backing yeah, out so on you're her cheating. Cheating! What? And so he writes something in the dress lady's diary, and then is Which like, Which I Chow. wish was a euphemism. It is yeah, not. Not. <laughs> so then kelsey goes out there and tries to like look in her diary to see what he wrote and Uh she doesn't get you guys she moves with zero confidence to get this diary you gotta just you gotta just do it with confidence yeah um so she doesn't get to see also you need to send dress girl back to go see kelsey why wasn't she like kelsey wants to see you in the fitting room that would have been Mm -hmm. a total that what well, also, then, if she's trying to be sneaky, the yeah. dress lady, when Kelsey comes out, the dress lady is like, did you see anything you liked? And Kelsey's like, I should be asking you that. Yeah. With, and that that line reading was spot fucking on, you guys. That's it exactly how monologue, she says it. Though. I should be asking. Oh, I thought she said it out loud. She didn't. I was folding clothes. No, I probably was looking no, down. 
it was one of Sorry. those moments where her face <laughs> was saying everything <laughs> that her inner monologue does. And then she had to Oh yeah, and then she had to <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing re- the face. redo her face to be like polite uh-huh. for the next sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a work of goddamn glory. Okay. So, basically, this sets up this whole situation because the shop girl gets like I said, she could have just said Kelsey wants to see you in the fitting room. Does mm-hmm. not say that. Instead, Mm-mm. she's like, "Are those cookies from the same vendor that Emily is getting her wedding cake from? Okay, great. Because I'm going to set up an elaborate ruse it's, where this plan is incredible. Bonkers town. <laughs> she sets up a private baking lesson so that Emily can make her first ever question mark attempt at baking question mark. <laughs> um, gingerbread. Gingerbreads. Because she knows that, so since she saw that at the dress place they had the cookies, she believes with no confirmation that the dress lady picks up those cookies every morning from the bakery. Uh Uh-huh. Or no, the bakery actually sends them. So she's got to, yeah, no, 100%. The bakery sends them down to that shop every morning. So she set up in the morning time this cooking class and then told the baker that he needs to call the dress lady shop and say that they actually need to pick them up today because he's running a little late and doesn't have them done. Uh-huh. So it's several levels. It is so many levels. And then she has to not only make sure that everyone is distracted, including but not limited to her cousin, who is apparently going to be feeding her first ever question mark <laughs> attempt at baking question mark mm-hmm. to senators who are coming mm-hmm. to her reception. Uh-huh. Yes. These are all yeah. excellent I think choices. it's just a senator because they keep referencing the senator that will be there. <laughs> okay. Yes. I like to think it's a state senator. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so so she has to make sure that the dress lady comes to pick up the cookies. Then she's got to figure out a way to get the dress lady, lady away from her diary, which she, she assumes that she's going page. to bring. Are you going to bring your diary Apparently she brings it everywhere. I think it might be her bullet journal question mark. I don't know. But she's got to figure out a way to get her away from the diary and then find the page and then see what he wrote in it. And meanwhile, none of this is at all mentioning one of the great standouts of the film, Charles the Depressed Baker. Like, (laughs) Charles the Depressed Baker is either the best or the worst actor in the history of time. Yeah. I, I can't know. decide whether he's bad or good. He's I don't a think lot. There's a decision to be made, Aaron. I think deciding just have to whether this baker all of your is feelings. bad or good. <laughs> deciding whether he is good at acting is like deciding whether Mastered by Her Mates is a good book. Did mm. I love it? Yes. yes. Is it good? I don't know. We don't know. Would I read slash watch him act? Read that book slash watch him act time. a million times? Yes. I love this man like I love that book, but I'm not sure that he's (laughs) good. He takes, he is able, you know what? He's good. He's able to take roughly maybe like two solid minutes to tie a bow on cookies Uh to distract, to like, can you, if you, it would be hard as an actor to try to tie a bow for two minutes. So you he know what? I'm going to give it to him. He can count and recount spatulas in a way that is believable to me. 
incredible. And I don't know. I don't know who can do that other than Charles the Depressed Baker. What is his? It's Charles? His name is Charles? I think it's S H A R L. Yeah. Charles. And he is a delight from start to finish. Yes. Yeah. He's okay. very upset about having to lie in a way that like gives him actual hives. You know uh-huh. what? Do you think he was an actual baker that they just like ambushed? And that's how he was able to just be so nervous and confused for the whole scene. I think maybe. I don't know. All okay. Right. So the next scene is. Oh, she wait, finds. No. Sorry. So, wait, so no, she, she just books. So she gets she gets the 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 bride's the the that wedding planner like wedding dress lady outside oh no she just had to take a call so she just voluntarily yeah. goes outside now she must get rid of emily so now what she, she does has to physically assault her cousin best friend's yeah. sister is she just throws flour on her and she's like <laughs> oh you better go wash up <laughs> as if they're and not at did- a baking lesson and she didn't um invite clumsy bridesmaid this would have been a perfect time to just like oh, let yeah. clumsy bridesmaid do her best no 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 she can't do it okay no so she finds the book she finds the page and it says thanks for the hookup gorgeous dinner at oh, turbos on wednesday my god oh, oh my god. god he is cheating he is the hooking up with gown sexy wedding lady, lady. how dare he how Can you imagine a situation where you're sleeping with somebody and then you in front of them open up their diary and write down thanks for the hookup dinner when you're actually having a oral conversation out loud with no one else in the room and you write down dinner at whatever and then you close the book and walk out? That's so weird. Why wouldn't you it, just be like, hey, thanks for the hookup. Do you want to have dinner tomorrow night? I can't wait to see you on Wednesday for dinner. Is that I'll a good buy time you dinner. for you? Yeah. No. That's the weird. And it's on a random page, too. It's and not it's even like. it's a random page. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did he write it down in the first place? They were talking with their mouths. Yeah. Right before that. And they didn't know anyone was listening. It's amazing. That's how I'm going to communicate with you. I'm just going to like write things down every once in a while and just hold them up to the camera <laughs> that's gonna make such a good podcast i can't wait we already have such a good podcast so i <sighs> don't really know how do. it how it could we get really any do. better okay so um now after this she's like i'm gonna meet up with you at george's the restaurant <laughs> sorry i just i just read oh, my what? note about the baker what? bakery man Charles? question mark worst <laughs> actor in history but maybe on purpose and maybe i love him maybe the best <laughs> actor in history why is kelsey wearing pajamas <laughs> yes did you catch awesome. you more pajamas to the baking lesson what is I, that? I couldn't tell if it was pajamas or like a plaid skirt. I don't I don't know. No, it was like pants. It was like jammy pants, I thought. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. So then she goes to the restaurant <laughs> where the private investigator, our hero, lives. Yes. Um, and she finds him there, <laughs> as we knew that she would. That's, that's um, right. All I don't wrote, worry. She, Joey Fatone escorts her in. All right, Joey, Joey Fatone, Fatone is George. And he is the best thing about this movie. P. He is <laughs> totally self-aware. He understands exactly what is happening. Uh-huh. Joey Fatone is a Broadway actor. He yeah. knows what's going on. And he has and made still... clear choices throughout oh, yeah. this entire movie to be hysterical. It That's why I think it's so self-aware. Good. I think it's trying to be bad. Because Joey no. Fatone was clearly trying to be bad. Joey Fatone is self-aware. 
All right. Yeah. I and maybe not. Cheryl. Maybe Cheryl, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, okay. So Joey Fatone is there. He is George of George's. Um, mm-hmm. And they have this whole scene where she's like, okay, I'll work with you. Yeah. But first they look at the menu and he's like, I'm oh, going to yeah. order for you because I've had everything here. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to order for you. And I'm ordering lobster. And then Joey Fatone comes out and is like, are you sure you want lobster? And he's like, uh-huh. yeah, I want lobster because that's what she ordered for me. And then nothing ever happens with that. Like, I don't know if the lobster was good or bad. I have no idea why that was a thing. What? Yes, you do. No. Okay, here's what actually happened, HBs. Oh, my uh. God. <laughs> so he says, I'll order for you because I've had yeah. everything here. And mm-hmm. she says, I am at my work job right now. And so mm-hmm. as a result, I don't let anybody order for me. Instead, I'm going to order for you. And he's like, okay, I can be accommodating and professional. And Joy Fatone's like, you accommodating and professional? Har, har, har. <laughs> and then um, they, she, they, Joy Fatone brings out the meal. She takes one bite of penne. Uh, like she eats a penne. Then she says, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. Have you ever done a wedding before? Joey Fatone is like, no, but I bet I could. She uh-huh. hires him on the spot. Yeah. And then she looks at the guy and she's like, why aren't you eating? And he goes, I'm allergic to shellfish, so I'll oh, die. I totally missed that. I was probably folding a shirt. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I want to add another thing to kind of redeem myself. She orders him the lobster and then looks at Joey Fatone and is like, I'll have whatever smells amazing back there. That is not how yeah. you order at a restaurant. I'll have the thing that smells amazing that you're making I mean, back in the kitchen. To be fair, there is literally no one else in this restaurant. No. So he could why would only they already be making be... one dish. But why are they already making something? <laughs> Also a great question. It's not how humans order a restaurant. So wedding of the century. She hires a guy on the spot who has never cooked in bulk before. But that penne noodle. Oh, was that noodle. The best noodle. To and then die for. Connor, the hero, says, I own this restaurant. What a big <laughs> twist. I'm a restaurant tour and also a private investigator. Yep. I've got it all. Okay, so they're going to work together. Yeah. And oh, he he still will not tell her who hired him, even though their thing was no secrets. Right. Yeah. So, oh, also at this lunch, he's like, I need to find out if they're broke or not, because I think that the the groom is after her money. So you need to invite me to a tree trimming party that she is also helping to throw or helping to plan. Yeah. So that I can infiltrate the dad's study. At the groom's house. his financial information and find out if they are destitute. Um, Newsflash, guys. If anyone's having a tree trimming party, they're doing fine. They're fine. They're okay. They're doing all right. So he shows up with her at this party and the groom's parents are like, Mm -hmm. hey, Kelsey, how are you? Thanks for throwing this party. She's not there in advance. She shows up late again. Yes. But I also have to back up. Yeah. Because... She's waiting for him at the door. She's like, you're late. And he says, <laughs> only if you look at the cluck. <laughs> what a joke, guys. That is an actual line in the movie. And then <sighs> she's like, he's like, okay, I can make this work. I need to, I need you to distract them so that I can get up to the study. 
And she's like, oh, she goes, I need to remind you that I have an actual job I'm doing here. And he says, he says, oh, good. Distract them with your little job. (laughs) And she's like, you did not just say she like she fully like spark like all of her spark plugs start going haywire and she cannot handle it. And then the parents come up. So, you know, but like normally I I would be offended by him. But like. In this situation, he's completely right. No, she I has was not, not been doing her no, job at all. at all. So he I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, he's just in on the joke that she is not doing a job here mm-hmm. at all. Okay, so we are the the. Can I interrupt you for a sec? Because <laughs> I want to tell yeah. you. This. Yeah. Um. So Mariah Carey, like sponsored and quote-unquote co-starred in a Lifetime Hallmark-style Christmas movie this year. Did you hear this rumor? No. Okay, so this was a thing. Mariah Carey is going to be in a Christmas movie. And then she did it. She was in the Christmas movie. She lended her songs to it. And she was a co-star or a cameo. But, and I haven't seen this. I just want to shout this out in case HBs want to hunt this down because I'm going to immediately after we record this. But all the scenes she's in are uh-huh. clearly different lighting than all the other characters. And she's like Vaseline, like soft glow. So like, oh my God. clearly she's not even in the room with anybody and has like filmed her scenes somewhere else. And with like, probably what was in her contract writers, like lighting scheme of like only this side of my face and uh-huh. only golden glow. And the, the softening of the camera lens must be like at this point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like that's got to be magic it. wherever that is. I'm into it. Anyway, I just, yeah, I, I just, it just occurred to me because we were talking about how the hero and the heroine were maybe never in the same room and <laughs> yeah. that just popped in my head and I wanted to tell you about it. Okay. Where were we? The mom and dad come over and it, it doesn't actually oh, matter God. that much. It does a little bit because okay. he introduces himself as her boyfriend. As her boyfriend. And she just goes with it. And it's like, in what in what world do you think this is not going to get back to Emily that suddenly I'm dating the ex that broke your heart and is yeah. your, I don't know I just felt like this was an extreme violation of girl code in a lot of ways you know I don't believe in girl code I know but like you have to at least but I understand uh, that people do well you have to at least say code. something if I was going to date well not now obviously but like In a prior life, if I was going to date somebody that you had dated for a long time and had broken your heart and was now a close friend of yours, I would at least give you a heads up. I wouldn't ask permission, (laughs) but I would say, hey, Mel, just so you know, me and this guy are dating. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, why isn't Emily at this family's pre-trimming party? Why is she there? Yeah. (laughs) It's like... Because I immediately thought, like, oh, Emily's going to find out about this and she's going to either be pissed or confused or something. And then she's not even there. But you got to no, assume this news there. gets back to her in some capacity. Well, and it she's... does because the cake tasting, they talk about it. Yeah, but they talk about it in like, hey, I heard you're uh, dating uh-huh. Connor. And it's like, oh, yeah. what? you're not going to like, you're not going to give her like a little bit of warning. Like, just so you know, we've never discussed it before. But he <laughs> was the love of my life and broke my heart by just ghosting out. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so here's the notable thing that happens. They go upstairs <laughs> or he goes upstairs after after really obviously talking to all of the servants, servants, yes. servants, fair wait staff. 
I don't know. I don't know. It just felt so old world. Like I should yes. call them the service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, he talks to all of them. There is a pregnant one, guys. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. So <laughs> then he goes upstairs to somehow hack this guy's computer with no hacking skills at all. None. He's literally going up there to guess this man's password. And, and assuming that his shocked. personal finances are like on his desktop and easily accessible, yeah. like that he doesn't have a financial planner that's got all that information for him, which yeah. you would think. Yeah, would, I don't know about you? you. My financial information is not on my desktop. No, <laughs> like, no, me neither. Um, okay, so, okay, so she follows him upstairs and he's like, watch the door while I do this PI work. And then he's like, wait, actually, you know him better. Why don't you come help me guess this password when he opens the computer he's like oh there's a password it's like of course there's a password there's a password on my computer i have zero things to protect so that she guesses it no no do not do not because he's like the passwords for guys like this are always about how much money they have which is like you're trying to prove that they don't have whatever and she's like try got it all and he's like it worked that's the name of his boat that's the whole thing yeah, like, and he's like, oh, you should do this full time. Got so it all. They're uh, they're getting all of the documents off and onto a thumb drive, which happens in mm, less than thirty seconds, and yes. then they hear Mister Brannigan, Footsteps. the dude who we're talking about. He's going into <laughs> his his office mm-hmm. to get another bottle of something. Why does Which, he keep bottles of things in his office? Especially since they're serving champagne. <laughs> It's catered. Like it's, it's catered. It would be scotch if anything, and he's getting another bottle of scotch for from a, his a tree trimming party that just started. Refrigerator, <laughs> and it's again catered. You're it's not going to go get your personal champagne if you run out downstairs. You also, say to the caterer, "Why don't you have enough? Go get more." Yeah. Okay, oh, it's man. amazing. It's a lot. So he walks in, and she grabs him, and they kiss terribly it is the awkwardly it's very weird she's trying to stretch up at him oh god he's trying to like pull away a little bit and he's totally closed mouth face mashing weird it's weird but like like not hot like cary grant style it's straight up weird no yeah Uh, no it's it's not like it's not like old tiny closed mouth smooching it's it's Oh, man, they couldn't okay. get an angle. They kept trying to, like, re-angle it. It was yeah. really bad. The way that they get, this is the weirdest thing ever, right? You find two people in a an off-limits portion of your house where mm-hmm. you apparently keep all of your financial information. And they're visibly and terribly making out. The guy's like, <laughs> you know, these women, you got to mm-hmm. keep them happy. Oh, God, it was so gross. And Mr. Brannigan's response is like, har, har, you're yeah. right, son. I'm just going to let I you keep fucking on my desk. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, and yeah, please, I know about doing sex to ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I also do it. use my giant mahogany <laughs> desk, man I just met. Well, that's I how would we love learn that you. Mr. Brannigan's a melody. Because if you walked in on two people. I'm sorry. No. no get get out really yes that is not characteristic of you. you i'm sorry yes it is i am comfortable with that my is your fluids. son's new bride's and- best friend cousin sister <laughs> you've known her since 
birth probably or whatever no, I don't know. I, I have don't know. Not. I don't know how long they've known each Plus, other. There's just a rando dude in a weird part of my house attempting to get his semen on my mahogany desk. Like <laughs> nobody gets to spread somebody's legs and put their asshole on my desk <laughs> oh my and God. be okay with it. Like that's that's what they were trying to do. I just really felt like you would be cool with it. I no. just really felt like you'd be like, you know what? Let the love happen. No, there are so many places you can let the love happen. It does not need to be in a secret portion of my house you were not invited to. Wow. Get wow. out of here, you randos. And wow. take your dirty assholes with you. They don't belong on my desk. <laughs> They're not randos. She planned this party. <laughs> That's even worse. Hello, employee. I would love for you to fuck on my furniture. What? Aaron. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a rational decision. I'm saying it's the decision I thought you would make. <laughs> You're the girl that's like doing splits in the backseat of somebody's car. My bodily fluids with a person I've already fucked. <laughs> like, he is obviously cool with my bodily fluids. <laughs> Those of you who are new to the podcast, that's not a personal story of Melody's. That's no, a hypothetical that's- from a book. <laughs> That's actually another After We Fall reference, which I think is is hilarious. Well, that's the last, like, Silver Spoon style book, you know. true. Okay, so. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Now they're going to a cake tasting a week and a half before the wedding. Yes. Shouldn't they already be, like, mixing the batter or something? What I didn't understand is... (laughs) (laughs) They were at the bakery yesterday why didn't they do it then or why didn't she say you know what we'll just do this ruse with the wedding dress lady at the cake testing why did she schedule a different (laughs) gingerbread baking time i don't know Oh man it is so good so basically my favorite line from here is um cousin is super sweet she wants to know all the details of their new found romance and then she's like i'm always behind you kelsey i'm always behind you which is the lady love there is just something i cannot besmirch after this conversation i wrote Mm -hmm. the note emily colon do they even know each other so (laughs) i don't know what you're referencing but in this conversation (laughs) i got out of this oh these two have never met they have yeah, no because, chemistry whatsoever. Well, Emily They're very cold says toward the each phrase, other. They say, she says the phrase, we dated like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, something a childhood friend, cousin, sister, best friend mm-hmm. would know. Mm-hmm. I Anyway. Yeah, they've never met before. Okay. So she goes home and she's texting mystery person again because she's feeling really guilty. She's like, Emily is behind me 100% and I'm mm-hmm. currently trying to sabotage her wedding like a dick knows. So, but she's not though, but she's not. No. And, and she's certainly not using the opportunity to sabotage the PI and make this go off without a hitch. No, I mean, she's trying to fight because she believes at this point that the groom is cheating. So she's trying to get to the bottom of it in the worst, in the worst ways. I mean, she's she's trying, but she is not not executing. And she's not telling the private investigator who supposedly has private investigation skills that she thinks this is happening so that he might, I don't know, look into right. the lady. Look into or it. Follow him mm-hmm. on 
times where he could be fucking someone else. Yeah, no. Like nothing. I mean, no. he would have to leave George's for that. Right. I don't think he that the groom loves George's. He, he owns that place. So. That penny is incredible. He gets to live there if he wants. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so he the next says day, they meet at George's. Gonna, yeah, they meet at oh, George's. Wait, 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 guys. Don't worry. There are binoculars on the table at the <laughs> booth where he is sitting. So you know that he <laughs> tools doing- of the trade. <laughs> tools of the trade. <laughs> he's got some law books and a stethoscope. That's how you oh. know he's a doctor and a lawyer. Boy, does he! Oh man. <sighs> so then he says, "All right, we're gonna follow groom guy for one day. Isn't that right? And three then days. three days, and then we're gonna call. Then I've decided I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call off this investigation. We're not finding anything. She says nothing about the things that she's found." Also, then, it's Wednesday, and they just did the cake tasting on Tuesday. Yeah. She, oh, I'm sorry. Just a little while ago, she was still vision boarding on her bed the yes. week of the wedding. Yes. She was sitting on her bed dreaming up centerpieces that could mm-hmm. happen four days from now yes. at the Christmas Eve extravaganza yes. of the decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am seven months out, and I am under intense pressure to get my centerpieces (laughs) together. Yes. (sighs) Okay, so... I mean, I didn't feel any of that, but that's because we just gave away comics. Like, that was our centerpieces. The problem is, I have a lot of interest, and David has a lot of interest, but we have no shared interests. Mm, (laughs) So we can't make, like, a theme. There's (laughs) there's no themes. Anyway, um, okay, so he says he's just going to call it off after the, the following of him for three days, which is yeah. crazy to me because don't you work for somebody? Uh-huh. You can't Apparently. just call it off. Like, Kelsey can't just be like, you know what? I This wedding's pretty hard. I'm just, you guys, I'm going to call it. Like, I'm, I, I'm, it. I'm not going to do it anymore. No, you're a mm-hmm. private investigator. Somebody's paying you to find something. Not to mention that when we know all, he was... He was hired months ago, and he <laughs> yeah. apparently just showed up for a, a week and a half purpose. before. The- He's yes. not looking into any of the things that he was supposed to have been looking into. None <laughs> of them. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, she texts mystery person some more. Oh, and then there's like this stakeout montage. No. Oh, wait, wait, she, wait, wait. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. When do- she texts her mystery person this time, yeah. she signs it. Kelsey Gumshoe <laughs> to oh, yeah. signify that she's a private investigator now. That's true. And that happens. I just <laughs> can't. Okay, wait. So wait, during this conversation, this the way the conversation starts is she says she's out and he's like, what? And she's like, I know you think I'm dumb. And he's like, no, I like that you're smart. And then he gestures in the most awkward way possible for her to like sit down <laughs> And she says she's only doing it because, quote, I want to, and I want to know what's on the thumb drive. Yes. It's, I don't know. I don't know. What? But wait, my very favorite line is coming up. Yeah. Um, is it? Okay. Okay. I don't, so, you keep going, you keep going, because I feel like I'm going to miss stuff because I want to get there right now. No, I hear you. I hear you. So they try to create some chemistry over a handshake and they do it with music background music uh-huh. at the end of this thing yeah. and they agree to the the stakeout mm-hmm. they're like let's shake on it and then the music swirls and it falls so completely flat 
It's amazing. So then the stakeout montage happens. Oh, God. They oh, yeah. I was way ahead of myself. Sorry. My favorite line's at the dinner. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. They're in the stakeout. This is incredible. It's, they see him. All right. Uh-huh. So Connor's in the driver's seat. She's in the passenger seat. They yeah. see the groom, which is the point of a stakeout, is, is to the watch point. the person. He tackles her and is like, get down. Which uh-huh. makes no sense. You're supposed Meanwhile, to watch the person, not, not get me- down. And then he <laughs> Wait, looks at her and he's mention- like, follow him. And she's like, get off of me. Yeah, and he's I'm like, not in the driver's seat. you got to follow him. And she's like, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's probably something you should get going on then. Meanwhile, Very just weird. FYI, guys, they were far enough away from the groom that they were looking through binoculars yeah. moments before. Yes. He was like, hurry, get down before he sees you. Because he apparently also has Inspector Gadget binocular eyes. Yeah. It's amazing. And like, that's not played for laughs where he's like, follow him. And she's like, you're in the driver's seat. Ha ha ha. No, it's like, they're serious. Like, they're serious trying to like, work this out. This is a problem that they don't understand. Like, he's on top of her and he's like, we need to follow him. And she's like, I, um, you, you're dry. You have to get off of me first. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. Like, it's not a joke. It's I mean, I will problem say the solving. Actress, yeah. The actress in this is really good at like, like oh, laughing good. through the awkward. I, I will thought say you that were going to say that she's in on it, and she is not oh, in no. on it. No, she's no. absolutely not. She's beautiful. Um, Her lipstick game is on point, but she is yeah. not in on this joke. One hundred percent. No, I've seen her in the Sally Thorne's flamethrowers group. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, people being like, "This is exactly how I pictured Lucy," and I'm like, "Yes, absolutely." If she had oh much curlier God. hair, I thought you were trying to say that she, the actress, was a flamethrower, and no. my whole my heart <laughs> went pitter pat. Everything about me got excited. I was like, "What? How is this not an immediate text to me?" I was like, I was both overcome with excitement and also rage. Oh my god, I need to like settle down a little bit. Oh Oh, man. Okay. No. They were like, this is how I picture Lucy. And I'm like, yeah, but with a terrible perm or something, you know? But like also that is how I picture Lucy, but like she needs to have like more talent. Yeah, she's gotta be able to act. Yeah, we can't. can't. If we get Connor and Kelsey as Josh and Lucy, oh my god, that's gonna upset me a lot. So hard. Yeah, I will be very upset. Mm -hmm. Like everybody needs to shut their mouths about getting this actress's Lucy. Okay, shut your mouths, flame. That's right. You shut your (laughs) horn. Lock it up. Lock it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So Wednesday night happens. The night of the dinner. This is the dinner with the with the bride. uh, I keep saying the bride lady. No, the dress lady. The groom and the dress dress lady. lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. So the waiter is getting some first date slash forbidden love vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings over Shiraz and an appetizer and don't worry, a full on actual candelabra. I just. <laughs> <laughs> he places. And I don't like know how he's getting these vibes candle. because I've gotten zero romantic <laughs> vibes from these two the entire time. This waiter is way more intuitive than we are. He is. And. And I don't know where he found that candelabra. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I'm stuck on it. But it is a legit 
like and it's not even it's not even like a flat menorah looking candelabra uh-huh. it's like a circular one yeah that sits in the middle of the t- it's amazing this is where um, she texts the mystery person on the way to the table and signs it kelsey gumshoe, kelsey gumshoe. and yeah. then thinks what a great private investigator name <laughs> i was like god you're dumb and then he says oh love you muchly because he's just He's just reading, reading her, her text, text message. She signs everyone. First of all, she signs every one of these text messages. Also, she signs everyone love you muchly. And yeah. so he sees that. And I, the, uh, I feel like, okay, so first of all, I'm weird about shit like this. I should really get yeah. one of those screen protectors that like nobody can see over my shoulder. Because even if it's the most innocuous thing in the whole wide world, I think it's incredibly rude. Oh, yeah. To look for at sure. somebody else's phone. Yeah. So when he's like, oh, you know, just uh, it's a side effect of the PI work. No. I wanted her to be like, who the fuck hired you to investigate me? Yeah. You asshole. Yeah. Because that's just you being a nosy dickhead. And yeah. if you want to date me, <laughs> you will not look at my phone ever but again. Also, there's no indication that anyone wants to date anyone at this point. No, also that. <laughs> no, so. Also that. Okay. All right. So, so they agree that they've hit a dead end. Um, and she's like. But this is where she tells him who she's texting, right? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. opens up about her dead mom. She's texting her dead mom. And she's also paying her dead mom's phone bill. Yeah. So that her dead mom can receive the texts. Yeah. I want to be critical of this, but I also know that people grieve in weird ways. So I'm going to stay away yeah. from it. However, it is a little bit weird. Um, but he asked, this is my favorite line. Are you ready for it? Yes, please tell me. He asks her, well, what about your dad? Where's your dad? And she's like, my dad was never really around that much. And, or he took off or I don't know, derelict dad. He says, yeah, I can't even. (laughs) (laughs) I rewound this three times. I'm sure, I'm sure this is what I heard, but it's so ridiculous that I don't, I, I'm still unsure of myself, even though okay. like I've seen it several times. Well, it's about to become canon. So. All right. He says, <laughs> yeah, sounds like him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your face. How? 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 In what he, world? He definitely 100% does not know her dad. He's not a time traveler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I even feel like I told you a lot of things about my parents. I feel like if I said something about my dad and you said, yeah, that sounds like him, I would have a question of like, what do you mean? You don't know my dad. She just goes on with the conversation and doesn't even say anything about it. She says nothing. Are you sure he's not talking about her uncle? I am. (gasps) No, he is talking about her uncle. Because now that I remember the four (laughs) times I've watched it. I was going to say, how did you watch it four times and not catch this? This is my favorite line. Don't ruin it. Don't. He's talking about her dad. He's talking about her dad. He's talking about her dad. (laughs) Yeah. It's guys. Okay. He's talking about her uncle, I guess. (laughs) But it's at least very confusing to where a person could rewind three times (laughs) and still think he was talking about her dad and be just flabbergasted by the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. So, but wait, wait, wait. Do you even want me if, to ruin it for you? No, but wait. Okay. Even yeah. if she was talking about her uncle and he meant her uncle, which sounds like 100% definitely he did. A couple um, of times. No, no. Um, okay. Okay. Um, 
She has no question as to how he knows her uncle. She knows that they were at least introduced because um, the bridesmaid, jealous bridesmaid, was like, Mama and Papa Rich Pants hated him. And okay. they didn't All want right. him to okay. be there. Okay, never mind. This is a part of the movie that makes <laughs> complete sense. Poor notes. I took notes for the first time in the history of the podcast. Now they're just pieces on the floor. If you need to replace me on the podcast, I understand. Should I go? Should I go? This is pretty much the end. I just... <laughs> I just wanted it to be true. <laughs> Sorry. It is true. Don't you it's dare true. edit out all my ripping noises. Don't you dare. Never, never would I ever. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So this is where he negs her and he's like, come on, you've been all cute with your demands and your wrinkled nose. And then uh, that time you made out with my face at the party. Uh, and she's like, She's like, I was acting. That's literally God. her intonation. Oh, God. Yes. And you weren't a good kisser. So, which I thought was yeah. boom, sick burn. Yeah. That is, but also, it's also not even a sick burn. It's just accurate. Like, I yeah, watched it live. What happened? And it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. And then he's like, well, I'd love to try again. She's like, oh, you want to try to redeem yourself? And they're like about to touch hands and get all canoodly. And then they remember they are here for work. <laughs> it's so true. They don't even remember. Like, Shop girl walks in. Was there something we were supposed to be doing tonight? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So she tells him off. She's like, you're cheating. You're a cheater. You're a cheater, McGee. And he's like, Kelsey, I was there for perfectly legitimate reasons that had to be done in person. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't just call the shop and give them my credit card number <laughs> to buy her dress. Yeah, he's buying her dress. Yeah. That was, that was thanks for the hookup. See you for dinner he's Wednesday. getting a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's taking her to di- a thank you dinner mm-hmm. at the restaurant the shop girl's husband owns. <laughs> Does that strike you as weird? It strikes me as shitty. That's that somewhere where she could probably get dinner. She eats for free, yeah. like, all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it is technically still her dime because it's yeah. coming out of her family business. I had that but... note, but I was I was nervous about what? I can no longer trust anything I saw. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I noted that that was ridiculous, but... Did they say it? <laughs> yes. It's apparently the restaurant her oh, husband man. owns. But then this whole thing launches where it's like, apparently Connor knew that or something. No, Connor did no PI work. I okay, mean, then granted, what is he this got whole no opportunity. Where the groom is like, hey, Connor, like you clearly set Kelsey up to look like an idiot right now. Like, what is that whole thing? I don't understand it. I think it's just because he's like, you, you, you tricked her into doing your PI-ness and you I mean she has literally none of this wedding planned so she no. has been distracted in the three days of crunch time before this Saturday but really, Christmas she, Eve wedding. She has really nothing to explain the 10 months of nothing before this movie began. No not at all. Um, so that's one thing but mm-hmm. yeah it's basically like yeah you you embarrassed Kelsey by making her think that I'm a bad dude when I'm not a bad dude but he you're wasn't the bad the one dude that made her think that she, no I, 
that was so weird. And there was like all this music that was like swirling around, like, oh, yeah. very and dramatic. And Connor's it's like, like what? Connor's like, come on, Kelsey, we should go. And he's like, oh, yeah. The, the second thing you do best other than ruin Wilson women is walk away. But and like, he's going and I was with just her, like, though. What it was very right weird. Now? He just needs <laughs> to leave. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he just has to go somewhere. Would he rather probably... that he stay there, like, lurking over her table? And also, mm. did they dine in ditch? I think so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they didn't eat any of their appetizer, but they still ordered it. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So then she goes over to her aunt's house and her aunt tells her the rest of the story, yes. which is that her aunt Connor, is still wearing something weird on her head again. Oh, yeah. Another weird head. She can't fastener. not, Aaron. Very odd. Um, so she's like, 10 years ago, Connor came to my husband and he was like, give me money and I'll walk away forever. And so my husband gave him all the money. Here's the check stub. And then a couple of months ago, before Albert died, Connor came back and he was like, I want more money. Yeah. And Albert said, okay, even though it seems like. There's no reason why Albert would feel compelled to do that. Why did they pay him off in the first? Because just because they didn't like him? Yeah, they just wanted to go away, I guess. Is this like um, a thing that happens in the world? People paying off boyfriends to like listen, leave? We've never been rich. We don't know. How am I to know what, I just what feel the blue like, bloods do? What the I just feel like it's not a thing. Do, I don't know? know. I don't know. Maybe. It's happened twice okay. in my romance times <laughs> in this year. And then there's an artful shot of them in a plate. I don't know what you're going for it's here, but it's not. Of them in a plate, and they're <laughs> sitting there hilariously trying to just emote, and oh, it's not working no. well. I didn't yeah. notice that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then she confronts him with the check stub, and he's like, I'm sorry, I should have found out who the shop girl was last night. And I was like, Yeah, because you're a private investigator who is investigating this man. Maybe you should have known all of this. All of these things. Um, Then there is some really incredibly overwrought emoting on both sides. It's incredible. Like, I can't even, I never want to see you again. And he's like, Kelsey, brr, gah. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. And it is so beautiful. In this moment, he could have just explained. What no, happened? he couldn't, Aaron. Okay, okay, all right. No, okay. he couldn't. All right. She said, I thought we had something special, and I hate myself for being so stupid. And he's like, let me explain. And that's the intonation also. <laughs> and then she's like, no. So Aaron, he couldn't have explained. I... I don't know. You you also have to wonder, like, why why Kelsey didn't just ask him at any point leading up to this why he ghosted Emily, her best friend, sister cousin. Uh, why would she want information like that? <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. Moving I on. What? Like, what? Okay, so it's now the wedding. Well, wait, yes. Is that right? So Connor, no. First, he has to have a heart-to-heart with Joey Fatone. Oh, and he's like, right. Oh my god, is this on the phone? There's a phone conversation with Joey Fatone that is Oh no, it's afterwards. Incredible. It's and it's so clear that it's filmed like in a vacuum because uh-huh. 
her acting is very bad and his acting is oh it's with her because her acting was very flat and his acting was very over the top so whoever Uh the same person was not doing line readings with both of them to get that phone conversation it was was nuts okay well no so no don't worry connor seeks out joy fatone for advice he admits that he loves her and then he says i feel like i'm a kid at christmas time now, this is after she has fully broken up with him and said she yeah. never wants to see him again. It's more like a what kid kind of Christmas at Christmas is. time that, like, didn't get any presents. That got cold. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Maybe that's his Christmas his experience. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he is he is pretty naughty, this, this con. <clears throat> All right. And then Joey Fatone is like, tell her the truth, maybe. And he's like, ugh. You're so logical. Okay, yeah. now it's wedding time. Now it's wedding time. She apologizes to Todd, and then she says that Emily is a lucky woman. Todd is the which, groom. again, weird thing to say. It is I don't so, know. I don't think there's any circumstance under which I'd say somebody's a very lucky woman. Not <laughs> it's unless, so weird. Not, well, I would never say that to David about you. I would say that to you about David, because yeah. I know you well and yeah. I love you to pieces. And I right. know that anybody who hitches themselves to you for the rest of their days is a very lucky person. I would never say, hey, David, Aaron is such a lucky woman. It's basically I being like, were circumstances different, I would fuck yes! you. Yes. That is what it means. That it's is what so it means. Weird. It's very so weird. weird. Yes. Okay. Joy Fatone calls and he's like, we have a problem. Oh, he he literally oh, says. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so he's good. He's like, how are you this morning? And she's it's... like, I'm good. I'm really glad that you're so chipper. And he's like, I heard that if you give bad news in a really positive way, people take it better. Oh, it's so good. And she's like, what happened? And he's like, the freezer broke. And then her response is to be like, I will come to your no place no the caterer even yeah. though i'm a maid of honor who does not know how to use a kitchen and i'm planning the wedding and i'm planning the wedding which is happening in probably less than an hour yeah so i'll go to george's what like what is she what gonna is she do gonna there do with that freezer is she gonna get her handy dandy tools out and fix all of the rotten food it makes it even so this is a ruse to get her there to be able to talk to connor and it makes no sense that they were even setting this up as a ruse. I would be like, no. oh, my God, one chance in a million. She's actually coming here to deal with this freezer situation. Yeah, I would be at 17 other restaurants attempting to yeah. get enough food cobbled yeah. together yeah. in order to make this happen. Like, it's amazing. So she goes, don't worry. Connor tells her that um, the dad set it up this is also incredibly convoluted it, i he i don't understand offered, i literally wrote down i don't understand it and i'm not okay. going back he offered i'm not going back i'm not going back he offered connor what connor thought was a loan to save georgia's restaurant yeah that's that's something that rich people don't get i i understand where yeah. people that are from where the hero and match me if you can are from sometimes confuse gifts and loans but not right. not rich people who do this on you know the regular they they clear it up yeah yeah there's like usually a contract yeah so he's like i thought he was giving me a loan 
No. But then the next time I showed up at their house, he was like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Otherwise, I'm going to tell Emily that you blackmailed me what is into that? giving you that money. I don't understand. Also, what? Do they know what blackmail is? Because I didn't yes, understand what that was. That that would then tell his daughter that he apparently did something so wrong that he would pay off her boyfriend, which is that doesn't not make sense. a way that's that not I a would... Thing. No, that's not the way that I would present that to my I daughter. I honestly forgot. Like, I was I was sitting there thinking, did I miss the thing that her <laughs> dad did that was so bad that he had no. to pay off him to not say? No? No. Okay. So no, there's... I, I okay. think that they might... Like, the script writer, writer might have been attempting to use a synonym for extortion, but instead decided on blackmail. But that doesn't even make sense. So we're to believe that two adult men had a conversation in which one believed that he was receiving a loan to save a restaurant and the other yeah. one believed that he was giving him money to stay away from his daughter? I think the the implication is that the dad allowed him, like he set it up so that it, it seemed like a loan and then the next conversation they had, after the check cleared, he was like, actually... This is you extorting me. That's going to be the story now. Oh so get God. the fuck out. That makes no sense. It would honestly makes- be easier to just murder this guy. Like, I honestly, murder would be easier than this complicated <laughs> plan that Emily's father thought up. Yeah. So she's like, I don't believe you. I'm never talking to you again. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then Preggers McGee walks in the door. During the ceremony. Wait. So she, she walks leaves in the restaurant George's. door. Oh. Yes. Oh. So she leaves George's. Oh, okay. Kelsey she is and gone. The aunt, yeah. Okay. Have a conversation yeah. about how they're they're punching him in the face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Preggers McGee walks in to George's and she's like, I have something to tell you. Okay. And so now the wedding starts. This it is-, is awkward. Everyone is in bad fur sleeveless jackets, question <laughs> but they're not jackets because their whole shoulder blades are showing. I just have to... Cold shoulder shrugs, guys. It, yeah. And like, I know that fur is like a winter wedding look, but I just don't understand why they couldn't get two minks instead of one per person. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like a little bit more I don't think mink. it was a cost-saving technique. <laughs> I think it was a style <laughs> choice. Okay. Maybe I'm, I mean, I am not a fashionista. Let's just put that out there for the record. I I don't have any legs to stand on here. So if you tell me that it is a look, Listen, guys, I will no. believe you. When Melody and I identify fashion problems in books, <laughs> it is because they are glaring. glaring. So I believe that if this were described in writing as a cold shoulder shrug, it would have been all we talked about for the entire book. Yes. So I'm going to go with this. Just get like one more mink per person is yeah. all I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So my note is, uh, I know this is a winter wedding, L-E-W-K in all caps, but I just hated it here. I think because their backs were still super naked, question mark. Who am I? Okay. So then we get a stop the wedding and then we get one of the most beautiful Sherlock Holmes speeches I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I wrote it out. Can I read it to you? Yes, you can. Okay. So he bursts in the door. Bursts in. Connor. Prager's McGee, right on his heels. Yeah. And he's like, this is Veronica, the the Brannigan's former maid. And the audience murmurs in the background. She's Hispanic, <laughs> don't worry. Former maid. 
And after Todd said he doesn't know who that woman is, Connor's like, oh, I think a simple blood test would prove that you do. See, Veronica told Todd that he was going to be a daddy months ago. But instead of buying books and painting the nursery, he decided to ignore her and to get married instead. And the Brannigans so generously kept her employed through the pregnancy until they found out who the father was. Then they did what any good grandparents would do and fired her. It's good stuff. Oh my it's god. It's like really groundbreaking it writing right there. Now, you want to know what is even more groundbreaking? What a shitty PI he is? No, no. The what I what I'm about to do because I practiced it. I practiced it. Oh no. Are you ready? I can't <laughs> wait. The bride goes to run away uh-huh. and Todd, the groom, is trying to stop her. An mm-hmm. amazing Shakespearean actor that he is. Mm-hmm. He attempts to stop her. By going, Emily, Emily, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to that scene. Do it again. Because he, do it again. he is a do broken it robot. It Emily, Emily, Emily. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It is goddamn gorgeous. At least she oh. can run very well because of that high-low dress she's got she going can. on. She can she sprint if she wants shit. to. Yeah. That's right. She can pump those arms with a band. Can we talk about Connor's been also, investigating her shoulders him? are completely and utterly <laughs> bare. Yeah. There's nothing constricting her. Uh-huh. Can we yeah. talk about Connor's been investigating this man for months because I don't the, think that he was. Because the uncle suspected something. And the it uncle took just hired him. This woman, ago. this pregnant <laughs> woman who was fired. For having the kid of the son of the meh, 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 was like, well, how, also, what do I do? What do I do? Not- how do I make sure that this is known? Do I go to the wedding? Do I go to the bride? Do I go to the family of the bride and say, look what's in here? The groom's baby. Or do I do research on I like the idea that she just starts unbuttoning the buttons over her bump, being like, look what's in here. Pop, pop. It's the groom's Um, baby. Yeah. Um, Or she writes, like, groom's baby on the tummy, like a reveal. No, but, like, so then what does she do? She researches who might be privately investigating the groom. Maybe possibly but i don't even know how she would find out that information then she somehow gleans well, that he, he lives in a restaurant called george's <laughs> no he talked to her at the tree trimming party she was one of the pregnant wait staff okay fine but he, he didn't tell her that he was a private investigator no but he said if you know anything i live at george's no he didn't he did <laughs> He did not. He did not. He did not. He did not. Emily, Emily, Emily. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> melody, Melody, Melody. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. If he had that conversation, but I did not notice it. Oh, still, it's amazing. Still, you wait no, until still. it's recoculous. Wait, she was still working there at the tree trimming party three days ago. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my god, they fired her yesterday. <laughs> They fired her yesterday, right before. Why they didn't you try to keep her, her happy right before the wedding. <laughs> yes, Brannigans. That makes no sense. Oh you keep God. the baby mama happy until he marries the other heiress. Oh my God. 
And then you let the chips fall where they may. Or you ship her off somewhere and you keep funding the child's Just murder life. murder her. It's so much easier. I don't <laughs> want to come down to murder so often in this podcast, <laughs> twice at least. We might get a third one later. But like, I, I mean, just we probably feel should. Like I feel like the plans that they put into place are so much more complicated than just doing a murder and covering it up, which is a very complicated thing to do. It is. It is. Murder. Very complicated. Okay. All right. So she is consoling Kelsey after the party. Outside where no one can see their breath and it's not. Everyone's just wearing. No, it's July. Yeah. It is definitely July. July. snow on the ground. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, Again, another extremely cold conversation between two women who have never met. Except that Kelsey says the phrase, you are my sister. I would do anything for you. And then I added the note, except pay attention to basic life data or plan ahead, which is literally my job. Yes. (laughs) Um, But then, okay, so very quickly. So Kelsey says to her, you know, hey, I'm so sorry. This is so horrible. You know, the normal Uh things that you would say to. Yeah your friend and then uh emily pivots to being like well, what about connor i heard that uh, oh yeah she goes straight from my life is over i was gonna be married i was gonna have kids right and kelsey has to be like you're still you still got time yeah you're okay and then she's like what about your vaginal canal <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna you're gonna get that filled at some something point in there. soon with yeah. the Connor. And then you know? all of a sudden there he is outside the door. And from <gasps> like thirty feet away at the door, he's like, Hey. <laughs> it's like very weird. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, all right, take it, Melody. So then I stopped taking notes because I was so over it. Oh, don't worry. Okay. So he comes out and he tells her that the uncle hired him to investigate Todd. And the uncle said one dirt bag would be the best at finding another dirt bag. And of course she's Whatever. like, you're not a dirt bag. No. You're like the best guy I've ever known for two days. And then he says, I love you. Yeah. And she says, what are you doing? As he walks over to her and he says, I love you. And she says, <laughs> You're, oh, so you're just you're walking just over to me saying, saying I, I love you, you and, and I, everything's going to be fine. Like, everything's going to be totally cool. I and think then that was just, the actress was like, what are what are you doing? You're just walking toward me and saying I love you multiple times. Wait, what are you doing? Cut. Can we cut this? I'm not sure that this is in the script. It's amazing. And then they close mouth kiss like all passionate people do. <laughs> but and, again, uh, not in the old timey way, but in. No, it's not in a in no. like, no. There is no Cary Grant in this movie. No, it's just a face smash. Mm. Very awkward. Um, and then, okay, I would like to do another dramatic reading. For I you. would love it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I melody, have to. melody, 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 melody. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I'm so glad Here's your name happens. has three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> so, the aunt. So then the aunt and uh, cousin come out uh-huh. and they're like, and the aunt is like, I'm so sorry that I've completely misjudged you. And he's like, you know, it happens all the time with my face that looks like it got run over on the wrong <laughs> side of the tracks. And then, <laughs> sorry, that, that turned into a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm like, this can't be the dramatic. There's a part of me that was like, that wasn't the line, was it? <laughs> no. So then they're all standing there and 
they're trying okay so then kelsey in her awkward way is like well this is gonna be the craziest christmas in family history (laughs) (laughs) i've successfully planned my first and last wedding ever it's weird to think when i look back on this day it's gonna be the best and worst memories together (laughs) (laughs) flawless flawless line reading that was real that's how that happens I also practiced that. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then they debate who's going to go tell the guest to, to get the fuck out. And then he goes, Kels, maybe you want to ask them to stay. <laughs> but wait, wait a minute. Can I interject As very quickly? Slowly, yep. But wait, I thought you were doing that to me. <laughs> Melanie had her hand up, slowly lowering it to indicate that he was getting down on one knee. And I thought she was telling me to stop talking. I would and, never. I, know, but I was like, man, she has some shit to say. Um, no, they're talking about, okay, guys, who's going to go back inside the church and tell everybody that they've got to go home? There's not going to be a wedding today. All right. You are a guest. Imagine HB being Boon Kong time. Imagine with wedding Aaron. guests, with wedding Aaron guest role playing with Aaron and Melody. Uh huh. You are a wedding guest at this point. <laughs> you are sitting inside the church. You've sacrificed your Christmas Eve to be at this wedding. <clears throat> yeah. Who, what a dick move having a wedding on Christmas Eve. Sorry, HBs, if this is you, it's, but that is a dick move. It's mean. I, I could see circumstances where it would be okay. I'm just going to say that so that whoever had it, it won't feel bad, but like it's straight a dick move. Anyway, so they've sacrificed <laughs> their holiday <clears throat> to sit there. During the ceremony, a private investigator slash ex-boyfriend of the bride bursts in with a pregnant woman who says the baby is the the baby of the groom. The groom, the groom shouts at the off. bride. The bride leaves Emily, the Emily, room. Emily. <laughs> bride leaves the room. The maid of honor chases after her. The private investigator leaves. The pregnant chick leaves. The groom flees. The groom's family flees. <laughs> Do you need to be told <laughs> that there's not going to be a wedding today? Are you still sitting in your pew, patiently uh-huh. waiting for, for them the to come to back begin again? <laughs> <and> begin again? <laughs> I just love that they have this conversation where they're like, "Should we tell them that the Should wedding's we- on?" The big reveal. They can, they can go home. Like I have at this point, I have mm-hmm. already left one hundred percent. There's no way I'm still sitting in there. Um, I have left to make popcorn. <laughs> to see no one's coming back i there's no way i think anyone's coming back yeah the only reason i would leave my seat is to like get to a window that is closer to one of the the people so that i can see like the <laughs> yeah i'm outside you know I mean? watching the arguments <laughs> that are transpiring anyway okay yeah, so connor and the best part about this whole thing is that they're talking about the guests in the ceremony and what we haven't really told anybody is that Apparently, the ceremony was supposed to be really exclusive of like friend, like like very close family only. Sure. And then the reception was supposed to be like 250 or 300 people. So they're not talking yeah. about attempting to tell all of those people that there's going to be no, no. reception. Uh-uh. No, they're, they're just talking, talking about, about the people, people inside the church. The yeah. Drama. yeah. Mm hmm. It's incredible. All right. So Connor's slowly lowering like Melody's hand. lowering down. And he's on one knee and he says. And she's like, what are you doing? We just met each other. Yeah. And he says, I want to spend a lifetime fixing that. (laughs) What a great (laughs) proposal. As if 
meeting each other isn't already fixed by meeting each other. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. Um, but I just wait, think and this then it is gets thrifty. Even better. He's like, I need a wife. She's pretty. Yeah. This is a wedding I don't have to pay for. Yeah. Thriftiness. It is. It's true. It's true. And then she says, we barely know each other. He doesn't acknowledge this at all. And instead looks around on the frozen ground going, um, until the aunt throws him her wedding ring. I had no idea what he, I thought he was like, oh, she's rejecting me. I'm Mm going to, um, until she fills the silence. But no, he was looking on the frozen ground for a ring, apparently. Yes. Or inspiration. I don't know. He gets the ring from the aunt Mm -hmm. and then he goes, uh, okay, wait. And then her inner monologue. Are you ready? She says, there are times in our lives when we simply must take control. Not given to silly ideas or romantic notions that love conquers all. We have to be grown-ups. And that is a sentence that leads her to marry a man she met a week ago. She's being such a grown-up, Erin. I don't know if the line is supposed to be sarcastic and the actress didn't realize it. I don't know. That's why I feel like we're being trolled by Netflix. That's why I feel like this is a troll move. because that line studios. is immediately before the wedding where, guys, she dons the Wilson, the Wilson wedding dress. dress, the traditional one that they had yep. just in case. And then, you know, they do another terrible smooch at the altar and there it is. Merry Christmas. Also, where can you get legally married without first having a marriage license? Is there anywhere? Because at least in like, Vegas, legally, you have to... No. They're not legally no. married. No, they're just smooching. They're okay. just they're just Jesus marrying. They're just getting married before God. Okay, okay. But don't you have to do that in order? Don't they have to have another small ceremony now? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so rest they... assured, guys. At least they're not legally married. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Everyone can sleep tonight. Um, not worried the about them. Movie scene is them going what? into. There's a post movie scene. What? Yeah. Where they go into a honeymoon suite uh, and she kisses him and then she boop boop kisses him. Wait, does anybody else know what that is? Do you no. know what a boop boop kiss is? No, is and I, I, made up? I feel like I don't like it, whatever it is. It doesn't well, sound good. Boop, boop. Unless no, it has to so, do with a dog, I don't want it. <laughs> Actually, it has to do with my child. Um, I tell, I, I, I used to play the, the boop your nose game with Ember. And so I'd boop him and then like he would go and and like make the noise or whatever. So I started calling what people traditionally call Eskimo kisses. Mm -hmm. Boop, boop kisses. Oh, okay, Got it. So, yeah, they do that because that is what I would do right before consummating my marriage. Wow. There's nothing hot and sexier than a boop, boop kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe a butterfly kiss. Ugh. Those are so much weirder. Those are so much <laughs> they weirder. Are so and much you weirder. doing that right now? Like Melody trying to butterfly. Oh God! I'm just winking. You at need her to have the faces. Yeah, you need to have the faces together to not just look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> oh, you guys! Christmas wedding planner. Yeah, was one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. I, it was for all so of the aforementioned terrible. reasons. Yeah. Aaron, do you have a lady love other than get yourself a Netflix subscription and watch this ASAP? 
that's that would not be my lady love. So I don't want you to say that I have one other than that because it's not. I say stay away from this at all costs. Go watch the Spirit of Christmas or whatever. Um, are you frozen or is that just your face right now? It's just my face. Oh my god! Do not cut that. Do not cut that. <laughs> I was I was sitting here, my brother, looking at you and just be like, "What a weird face Melody got frozen in." And then I saw you move just slightly to breathe, and I realized that's just wow. I was full on like open mouth Cheshire cat smiling because my brother just sent me the most amazing picture. You know how the cultists have decided that the Maybelline. Superstay Matte is our cult lipstick. I did not decide this. Fuck you. <laughs> Aaron's so bitter. Fuck off. But anyway, I just got a picture How of my brother. How dare you say they decided. They decided. <laughs> they did. They did. I don't know that they did. <laughs> I didn't make a mandate. You certainly didn't make a mandate. You would never. All right. <laughs> so I just got a picture from my brother that is him, his girlfriend, and another dude friend all wearing the cult lipstick. <gasps> oh, he and looks beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? I'm going to tell him to post it on the cult as soon as possible. Oh, man. So when you say that they're wearing the cult lipstick, do you mean Bare Minerals Matte Fair <laughs> <No>. Pro? <laughs> Not that one. I swear to God. <laughs> I just okay, like, Aaron, what's your lady like love? guys, if you like Melody better than me, you can just say it <laughs> to my face, okay? You don't need to like, oh, uh, we just think this lipstick is better or whatever and like it's cheaper and has better staying power. Like you can just say it to my fucking face, you guys. You can just say it. You just post on the oh, cult. No. We like Melody better. Oh, no. I'm Do peeing. not cut that. Do not cut it. Do not. <laughs> Sometimes I say very mean and bitter things, and I'm like, you know what? Cut that. No, not this time. Aaron, you're the one who's editing this episode. You're in charge. Yeah, here. you're right. I'm going to say it again in parcel tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Now I'm really peeing. You didn't understand it. <laughs> Little Hufflepuff. Hufflepuffs don't understand that. We only speak badger. Say it to my face. And then I'm going <laughs> to remove you all from the cult. And I'm just going to have a cult. It's just me, Aaron, alone. My lipstick. <laughs> this is... Oh, no. oh, I need a lady love. What could it possibly be? <laughs> what do I need? What do I do? Uh, it's got to be Christmassy, love. right? Does it have to be? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I have I have a couple of lady loves if people want them. Um, there are two things that one is something I discovered before the wedding that I officiated, and the other is actually a recommendation from Cat C in the cult. So if uh this is I'm gonna try to make this holiday related. Okay. You've got a couple of holiday parties. Or maybe as you're looking forward to New Year's Eve, the 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 time when you're supposed to get drunk and still look beautiful for 12 hours, um, I just discovered makeup setting spray. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know this stuff existed. Oh, yeah. But I love it because now, like, my... Even when I'm just wearing lotion, I'll spritz a little bit on so that the lotion doesn't like melt into my eyes at some point during the day. That's a problem you have. Yeah, it drips it's, in oh, your I eyes. Such... No, no, no. It doesn't. 
it's like I just have really sensitive eyes. Oh. And so if anything happens and the lotion gets like near my eyeballs, mm-hmm. I am in so much pain. Mm. So yeah, makeup setting spray. That's a crazy thing mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed. And then my other one is the makeup eraser. What's oh, that? My God. It's another magic piece of equipment where even if you're wearing just like waterproof everything, you put water on this cloth that is called the makeup eraser mm-hmm. and you can gently in circular motions get all of the shit off of your face. <laughs> it even takes off the Maybelline Superstay matte ink. And it's disposable? No, it, it so you wash it. Oh, it's it's a it's a it's like a microfiber it's towel. It's for permanent. Yeah. Interesting. So it's also really uh, environmentally friendly because yeah. you can wash it like up to a thousand times and it gets everything off of your face. It's incredible. Like no oil or anything to get the the lipstick off my face. Just water and this makeup eraser. And wow. it takes everything off. It's nuts. So those are my two lady loves. Have I talked about leeks lately? I feel like I have. Leeks? Yeah. Leeks, the vegetable. I've just no. thought about talking about leeks lately. <laughs> Throughout the week, I will have many times where I'm like, ooh, that's it. That's going to be my lady love. And then what I do is I don't write it down, and then I don't ooh. remember it. You guys, Yep. leek soup is just the most – have you made leek soup before? No. It's just leeks. Just leeks. You can put a potato in or a butternut squash or, a you know, some kind of, like, starch. But you can make mm-hmm. just leek soup. It's so – good and it just makes your whole body happy and warm it's so great mm. leek soup that's what all i'm right. gonna that's what i'm that's gonna really say love i like it i love it all right cool you can find us on all the places on instagram it's at heaving bosoms twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms facebook is heaving bosoms podcast we have an amazing closed facebook group called the heaving bosoms podcast geriatric friendship cult that is the happiest place on the internet you can also email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. We love, love, love hearing from you and interfacing with you on all the things. And if you want to hear so. bonus Christmas content, yeah. join our Patreon and you can hear that. And also at different levels, get little gifts from us throughout the year. Yeah. All right. So keep being a badass. Oh, oh my God. There's and so much to love choose Love yourself. As much as you love Emily, Emily, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) More than he loved Emily, Emily, Emily. (laughs) Because he didn't. He had sex with that other lady. Love yourself as much as I love Melody, 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 which is (laughs) so much. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. All right. I love you tons. I love you. I will chat to you soon. Happy Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. 
If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>